Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Friday. Woohoo! You know what we got to do today, Jackie? We got to get down on Friday. Rebecca Black told us, and we can never forget the wise, powerful words of Rebecca Black. I feel so bad that I'm going to have to let Rebecca down, but I just can't be getting down today. Like, I'm, my cold, my chill, it's now gotten to my spirit, you know? Like, it, it's, it started in my throat, went to my nose and my head, and That's now it's That's a powerful cold that can do that to you. Yeah, so I'm not going to be getting down on this Friday. Maybe I'll see you next Friday, Rebecca. I just... Claudia got me sick. What can I say? Okay. I don't know if that's really, wor- you know, necessary right now. I don't know if we should be placing blame. I think, I think placing blame is the only thing we can do at a time like this. No, to be honest, you are like two days behind me symptoms wise because I really didn't start feeling good till like Sunday. So you have like a beautiful weekend ahead of you because I'm feeling much better. Oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and thank you for bestowing this gift on me. I do what I can. I, I feel myself... As long as my symptoms start to feel different, you know, then we're improving, like, now, without being, like, TMI, but you can tell when you're on the mend, like, in your snot. You mean in the color? You know I mean? Yes. Oh, interesting. I have... And the, and the, and the, te- and the consistency. Yes, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I actually, <laughs> this entire time, while I was fighting the common cold, I had totally clear snot, and I'm like, does that mean I'm hydrated? I don't know what it meant, but it was beautiful. Yeah, no, I do think there's a snot um, evolution, and you just watch out for it, because it'll tell you where you're at on your, on your journey. I watched so much TV yesterday, just slightly changing no, subjects. Same. Um, same. Caught up on Kardashians. We're going to recap it. I have so much to say, but overall, I just think it's worth mentioning that last night's episode of Kardashians might have been the best episode of television I've seen in a really, really, really long time. Well, that's that's crazy for you to say, since you're watching Mad Men, which is like the greatest show of all Sorry, time. Sorry, I'm in reality but TV. It, yeah, and it was definitely the best episode of Kardashians that we've ever had. Like, we need more group trips. I was actually thinking while I was snoozing my alarm this morning, they used to take a trip every season yeah. to, like, these fabulous places. And I guess everyone got super busy, so those trips have sort of dwindled. But just getting them all in the same house, like, the content is so premium. I know, and it's like, the the group trips used to be, like, a point of contention, kind of like the family Christmas card. Like, they couldn't all get together. Um, and it sucks that it took the coronavirus for them to all like stay under the same roof, but it was really sweet. We'll get into it. Um, and then I'll just talk a little bit about Mad Men cause I'm just falling head over heels in love with absolutely everyone. It's just like, I can't pick a favorite. Oh, wow. How, how many episodes did you watch yesterday? Like, did you make major moves? I must have watched like 10. I'm not counting, but like, I was just <laughs> endless. Yeah. That's like me in a place to call home. Yeah. You know, we're. 
I'm really, I'm in the middle of season four. The show is just like, it's so good, you guys. It's so good. There's a real it's cult crazy. following. No, I know. And I've met, I've met my homies. Oh, you've met? Yeah. No, we, we've been talking. So, be jealous. Oh, just riddled <laughs> with jealousy. Um, we have a fabulous show for you guys. Some news we must discuss. So, uh-huh. This is our f- I think we should get right into it. Yeah, this is our final episode of our first week in quarantine. Thank you guys for sticking with us and listening as a podcast. I know a bunch of our diehard YouTube fans were just distraught, but there's only like two of them, so it's okay. So without further ado, Jax, why don't you just uh, lay, it, lay it on them? Okay, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Now, today's sponsor, I'm not even going to, you know, mess around because it's so serious how much everyone needs to know about the brooch. We have been, like, hyping up the brooch for weeks now. I literally just used my brooch and sat down. Like, this is a product I fully stand by and respect. And sometimes I think electric toothbrushes can be, like, intimidating and maybe, like, a little pretentious. But the brooch is such an accessible product. Like, I just, I can't sing its praises enough. No, I'm so obsessed with my brooch. And usually when I go on a trip, I don't even bring a toothbrush because I don't want to pack like my existing one. Right. But the brooch comes in this travel friendly case that I actually brought my brooch with me to Newport. So like my teeth were staying clean and then I brought it home with me. Like it's a travel toothbrush and a regular toothbrush. And that's exactly what I've been needing. Oh, and it's pink. So if you guys aren't familiar with the um, marvelous brooch, let me tell you a little bit about it. You probably... The marvelous Mrs. Brooch? (laughs) Yes. Um, Have you ever managed to replicate the fresh from the dentist feeling at home? For a dentist quality clean at home, don't brush, brush your teeth. (laughs) Um, Brush is the most fabulous electric toothbrush you're ever going to come across. Brushing your teeth can be a chore, but when you're brushing them, it's super fun and 100 times as effective to to boot. Brush cleans your teeth at 31,000 movements a minute. Manual toothbrushes can top out at just 300 movements a minute. Many electric toothbrushes are barely set up for manual, but some do a good job, but they cost over $200. And we're just not, we're not here to spend $200 on a toothbrush, and you don't have to because thanks to Bruce, you can get it at an accessible price. Bruce delivers premier sonic wave technology without the markups of a big electric toothbrush can tack on. If you want to get 15% off your Bruce when you use promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. Bruce is spelled B-R-U-U-S-H dot com. And if you want to get the 15% off, you have to use the promo code TOAST. They come in different colors. We both have the pink. It's, like, super cute. Ben has one. It's everything of the sort. The travel case, like Jackie said, is so helpful and really cute. And just, like, you could be, why do you have to have smelly breath and uh, yellow teeth on the go? You don't. Bring your Bruce with you. Yeah. Again, that's B-R-U-U-S-H dot com, promo code TOAST. Thank you, Bruce, for being a fabulous sponsor and just cleaning my teeth properly. Literally, thank you for cleaning my teeth properly. They're shining. Right. My smile is gleaming. Okay, first story, the one everyone's talking about. Catherine McPhee is pregnant. The actress is expecting her first child with husband, David Foster. Yes. I mean, of course, cue the David Foster. Like, how many jokes does he have? He's going to be 100 at his kid's graduation. Um, if you watch the David Foster documentary, you <laughs> you know that this is um, just, like, part of his life. Like, this is what he does. Um, yeah. It definitely is, you know, strange. But, I don't know, of all the things famous people do, having so many kids that you provide for is really not one that bothers me. Yeah, if you watch the documentary, this makes a lot of sense and doesn't come as such a surprise, because I feel like in this 
phase of his life, he's obviously remorseful about the parent that he was mm-hmm. when he was younger. And so I think that he, when, now that he's going to be doing it again, like he'll be doing it differently. Also, I think him and Catherine McPhee are really endgame. And it's nice for them to start a family. So I think that this is happy news. I understand that it's not like what everyone would choose for themselves, but everyone just like leave people alone. I was reading the comments and they were so harsh. I, I was just know. Like, who cares? No, I know. It's, it's not your baby. It's not your baby. It's not your choice. But um, I do have to say, I did get a DM maybe two months ago from a toaster who um, is pregnant and was at the OBGYN and saw Catherine McPhee and the oh, yeah. the nurse handed her a sonogram. So I didn't know that Catherine McPhee was pregnant a little while ago. But something about, like, I'm a gossip queen till I die. Like, I will literally sell your soul for a story. But something about, like, revealing someone's pregnancy seems really unethical to me. So I just wanted to put it out there that not only did I know this two months ago, I also didn't spoil it because I'm not a bad person. Yeah, no, that would be not cool for someone to do. I so I'm and glad you know that what? you didn't spoil it. I learned my lesson with Mercedes Javid. Good. Snatch your learn your lesson. That's all you can hope for. It's all you can is hope for. Is to learn your lesson. For those who don't yeah. remember the Mercedes Javid Chronicles of 2018, maybe, I got from a very, very legitimate source, like super legit, I can't say who it is, it was very legit, that MJ was pregnant. So you know me, I'm like, I run a gossip network, and I put it on our Instagram, like <laughs> MJ and Tommy are expecting, we're so happy for them, we love them, and within two minutes, MJ commented, no, we're not. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I, di- I didn't think my source could be wrong. So I deleted it. I felt so bad. Her and I really were not friendly at that time. We're super close now, but like we were not friends at the time. So then, two days later, people exclusive, MJ and Tommy, Shaz of Sunset are expecting. And I'm like, what? So then later on, I came, became friends with MJ and she relayed to me that they had an exclusive with people and like that comes with a check and like I was fucking up her check and like that was not cool of me. So I did apologize, but now I understand like why she had to do what she had to do and I totally understand and respect that. Yeah. And there's like other reasons too why it shouldn't be done in addition to like the People Magazine exclusive. Uh, But I learned my lesson (laughs) through that experience. Claudia, that's beautiful. Snatchler learned her lesson. Snatchler learned her lesson. Back to David oh, I Foster. Miss I miss the Snatchler too. That's been the hardest part about being in quarantine is not being able to snatch her. I know. I know. Really it's quick. It's so hard. About David Foster and Catherine McPhee. I actually really like how um, Sarah and Erin and like the Foster clan like love Catherine so much. And they, um, like, include her on everything. Like, I feel like it could be, like, a Meredith Blake situation. They've had so many stepmoms. They're just, like, not interested in another one. But I love that she's a part of the family, and I feel like they're going to love this baby so much. That's just, like, the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, like, everyone's baby. Like Michaela. You know? Yeah. Are you drinking Starbucks? Okay, ready? I have found out. So usually we wake up, we podcast, and when we're podcasting, I'm locked in the room. Ben is out with Theo. And I have found out that Ben, every morning when he walks Theo, gets himself Starbucks. And he doesn't even ask if I want. And I hate Starbucks, but, like, I'm in quarantine. Like, I'll take anything. Like, it was just, like, so disrespectful. You want to be asked. I want to be asked. So this morning, I I literally, he came in yesterday. The timing was off yesterday. So yesterday, I see him walk in with a Starbucks. I'm like, did you go to Starbucks? He's like, yeah, I go every day. I'm like, what? That's so fucking disrespectful. So this morning, while yeah. I was getting ready to podcast, I texted him, Passion Tea Lemonade. And I'm pretty sure this is a Passion Tea, not Passion Tea Lemonade, and I will be having to talk with the manager. Yeah, no, you definitely need to correct that. You should get Bagel Bites. Oh, it says 
passion tea lemonade on the sticker. I should get bagel bites. I loved that one yeah. that I, I took from you. Think bigger, Claude. Think bigger. Shit. Yeah. They've got some good stuff over there. But I mean, not great. Not great. Okay, ready for our next... Oh my god. My... Oh my god. <laughs> Are you okay? I can't. I'm, I'm sick. sick. Okay, are you ready for our next story? I'm so ready, I'm gonna burst. Okay, Tory Lanez has been charged with shooting Megan the Stallion. Yes. The Canadian rapper, if convicted, faces up to 22 years in prison. Tory Lanez has been charged with shooting Megan the Stallion earlier this summer. Lanez was charged with one felony count, each of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, personal use of a firearm, and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle for an incident that took place in the Hollywood Hills in July, the L.A. County District Attorney's Office announced on Thursday. Lanes is also facing a gun allegation that, and that he personally inflicted great bodily injury. The DA's office did not name identify Megan as the victim, but we know she's spoken out about the shooting multiple times and named Lanes as the alleged shooter in August. Yes. She said, you shot me and you got your publicist and your people to these going to these blogs lying and shit. Stop lying. Well, um, I really planned on coming on here with a whole speech about Megan Stallion yesterday because I was I just followed her on Instagram and she's doing um, she's giving away two ten thousand dollar scholarships um, for school, and I was just gonna like come on here and be like, how she's a queen, but now we also need to get justice for her. And she is like said in no uncertain terms, like she was there, she was the one who got shot, and like this is the person who did it. So, justice must be served. I am firmly, I stand firmly on Team Megan Stallion, and I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I completely agree. That's so nice about the scholarships. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, well, I've been seeing but Team Justice all the way. I've been seeing Team Justice, I've been seeing like all these like like so much fire content of hers being like uploaded to like pop crave and like e-news and i'm like i should just go straight to the source and follow megan the stallion like she's the one putting out this premium content and then she's also putting out like fabulous initiatives like giving away two ten thousand dollar scholarships yeah oh wow that's amazing what's her handle meg stallion or meg e stallion that's okay oh i went to go to her instagram the other day and i couldn't find it because um i guess it's meg the i'll find her later and I'll get it's to like follow. that's wonderful. Or it's the stallion with two e's. Something. It's not Meg the stallion. It's like Meg stallion or the stallion. Got it. Okay, I'll I'll figure it out. But Instagram should um, really get next... on that in terms of her search. Like I'm sure a lot of people go searching yeah, because, Meg because so many times like I don't know someone's handle, but I just start searching their name and like it comes up the appropriate handle. But that's not what was happening. Maybe she's shadow banned. You know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Next story is an update from something that we were talking about yesterday, but Jack White replaces Morgan Wallen as the SNL musical guest after the COVID-19 controversy. Oh, I didn't even see this. Wait, who's Jack White? So Jack White is um, an American singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. Okay, Wikipedia. Okay, Wikipedia. Uh, No, he's, uh, he's best known as the lead singer and guitarist of the duo The White Stripes, but has also had success in other bands as a solo artist. So, um, I think he's, like, a very big deal, as are the White Stripes. Unfortunately, like, we don't really know who he is. I've never heard of um, either of those initiatives. I think, like, so many people are, like, screaming at their podcast right now, being like, how do you not know who this person is? Oh, well, if people love him, I'm happy, because Morgan Wallen was someone that I loved. And if I can't get what I want, maybe another fan should be able to get what they want. Yeah. I'm happy for the Jack White fans. And I'm happy for them. (laughs) I mean, this just like this. Who's hosting again? I know we keep saying, but I keep forgetting. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. So this must be like so exciting for Bill Burr. He's like a comedian. Of course, every comic stream to get on SNL. And something about this week's 
SNL in particular is just like such a dumpster fire like shit show that like it must suck like you finally get to SNL and, like you you get bogged down with like this Morgan Wallen drama and now all this other drama like this just justice for Bill Burr yeah you know what it's so crazy because this episode of SNL on Saturday became like the one that I was like so excited to watch like watch party at my house yeah and now it's like I couldn't and it's like even though I don't really know who Bill Burr is like I was so excited for Morgan he's Wallen. a podcaster and now it's, like, he's Burr. a podcaster we must support our podcasters okay no I support him but now it's Bill Burr and Jack White like I don't think there's ever been an episode that I need to watch less. Yes, I agree. Like, the episode at first was, like, branded for us, and now it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, like, I, I'm glad I didn't send out my paperless posts for Party at My House. Yeah, you're also in quarantine. You can't host a party at your house. Also, I'm just... Ha- I'm, okay, well, uh, this you know. Is- you know, this is not to, you know, downplay anyone who might be excited about this week's SNL. Like, I'm sure there are, you know, tons of Jack White fans who are just sending out their paperless posts and I see you I just don't relate to you (laughs) yeah no but I love any excuse to send out a paperless post like I'm so happy for you guys like I know our time will come yes Lauren uh he was on the today show and he announced like the new performer and talked about Morgan Wallen he actually seemed I, I I've just read quotes but he said he probably isn't the first country singer or a person from rock and roll who partied after in that case a football game but we're just living in a different time and everything is scrutinized so I think that Lauren is like oh is feeling sympathetic towards Morgan Wallen like I do actually think he will get another chance I do too um and I think that's actually nice of Lauren not to like bash him because it's just so easy like when yeah. someone's going through something controversial it's just so easy to get on the bandwagon and be like yeah he sucks he's never coming back you know lauren doesn't talk like that yeah yeah no totally so i think that it's a good ending it'll be a good episode for the jack white stands and our time will come soon you know our time will come but in the meantime we are more than happy to pass on this baton to the jack white stands yes we are okay next story a little emily in paris controversy oh great Chicago Pizzeria calls out Emily in Paris for heartless deep dish insult. I lived for this moment. I lived for this moment. Okay. Chicago's Lou Malnati's Pizzeria sent out a media statement via Instagram on Wednesday expressing their disappointment with the Netflix series after they insulted the chain's famous pies. In the first episode of Emily in Paris, which follows a young girl who moves from Chicago to Paris for work, a French colleague describes Chicago-style deep dish pizza as quiche made of cement, to which Emily replies, oh no, you must have gone to Lou Malnati's. Angry Chicagoans immediately took to social media to blast the dig, um, and then... Lou put out a statement saying, We've been serving Chicago's favorite deep dish since 1971, when Netflix's Emily in Paris writers chose to take a shot at Chicagoans and our pizza to try to get a laugh. It felt heartless and not humorous in the midst of COVID-19. Okay, relax, Lou. That's like a little dramatic, if we're being honest. Um, I thought this story was about... Lou Malnati's put up, like, a really funny meme on their Instagram, like, poking fun at it. And that was, I thought, like, a great, funny, lighthearted response. I mean, at the end of the day, while they didn't say the most positive things, like, your Chicago pizza shop is on a global Netflix show. Like, that is a big deal no matter what you say. So I thought that the way they responded to it on Instagram was, like, very clever. And actually, I posted it on my Instagram. And, of course, the girl who works for Lou Malnati's is a toaster who came up with that idea because she was like, I did this. So, like, of course, that's brilliant toaster marketing. We absolutely love to see it. We do, we do. But... This uh, statement is like a little personal, like relax a little bit. I do have to say, I have been to Chicago and the first time I went, everyone was like, you got to try deep dishes. And I went to Lou Malnati's and did I like it? 
No. Do I like deep dish? I don't think so. So I don't think it was Lou's fault. I think it was like my taste buds fault. So I did laugh at the joke. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I just think like there are people from certain cities who take themselves so seriously. And I feel like Chicago is one of those places like they feel very protective of their hometown. <laughs> they do. They really do. We know firsthand. Did you have Lou's pizza? Yeah. I went to Lou Malnati's. And, and you didn't like it, but you just think you don't like deep dish. I can yeah, see that for you. I don't, I'm I not trying the, to slight. The dish is way too deep for you. Yes, I'm not trying to slight, like, how they made the deep dish or their recipe. I think that, like, I'm from New York, and pizza here is just perfect. Like, why are you trying to change it? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I've never had deep dish pizza. I do think this response is, like, a little dramatic, but it's how they felt. Yeah, but, like, why do you got to bring the pandemic into it? Like, come on. <laughs> totally. Like, come on. Totally. I mean, probably because, like, they're not, like, they're su- their business is suffering. They are a restaurant. And so to have, like, a Netflix show take a shit on them on top of it, like, it could hurt business. I personally think that th- this entire controversy will be better for Luz, but I think that they know that. And that's why they're making such a big statement. Yeah. And Luz, like, this is what I always say about, like, conflict. Luz has, like, huge fans, and they have people who don't like them. And after this episode, if you liked Luz before, you're going to like it after. And if you didn't like it, you're not going to like it again. Yeah, but also, like, now, when I go to Chicago and and I want to try deep dish pizza, like, I am going to go to Luz, because to me, it's like, that's the Chicago deep dish pizza. Right, so... Whereas before, I didn't have have a brand association with which deep dish I should go to. So I think that they're actually, they're helping the brand. Have you ever been to Chicago? I've never been to Chicago. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's just Chicago. so funny. Chicago! I know. Did you know Lisa Rinna was in the Broadway show <laughs> Broadway show Chicago <laughs> 18 years ago? Yeah, no, I heard it once or twice. I heard that. Um, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes, but is it the fifth and final story that's brought to you by BetterHelp? Yes, it is. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely and safely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available for you in many areas. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapy matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed, because everyone knows, you know, when you first get into therapy, you're not going to match, maybe, with the first therapist you meet, and it's very normal and healthy to shop around, and BetterHelp makes it super easy for you to land on the perfect match for you. They want you to start living a happier life today, and if therapy is something you've been thinking about, and, you know, these are unprecedented times, I feel like it's never been a better time to start taking care of your mental health, and with BetterHelp, you can do it from home, which is amazing. They can help you find the perfect match for you. And that perfect match for you might not be in your city or state. So doing it online really gives you a ton more options. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states, which is fabulous. So if you want to get involved, visit betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P. And you join the over million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, 10% off your first month, betterhelp.com. Okay, now are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's some happy couple I think news so. that I didn't see coming. That oh. I didn't see coming. A, a little HCN? A little HCN that I D-N-S-C. Okay. <laughs> okay. Larry David marries girlfriend oh. Ashley Underwood. The couple met through Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher in 2017. 
Surprise, Larry David is married. The Curb Your Enthusiasm creator and star wed his girlfriend Ashley Underwood on Wednesday evening in Southern California. People has learned. It's the second marriage for the comedian who was married to environmental activist Lori David for 14 years. The two share two daughters. David and Underwood met in 2017 at Sasha, Car- Co- Sasha Baron Cohen's birthday party. David reveals in a New York Times profile in April. Underwood worked as a producer on Cohen's Showtime satire series, Who is America? And is friends with Cohen's wife, Isla Fisher, who guest starred in the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, like, if I'm ever, ever single again... All I want is for Isla Fisher and Sasha Baron Cohen to set me up. I feel like there are no two people who are more worthy of, like, they're just the perfect people. They're the perfect couple. I would want them to set me up. I had no idea Larry David, like, even had a girlfriend. And Larry David is, like, a special type of celebrity whose work I, like, admire so deeply. And I will watch everything he puts out. But when it comes to his personal life, like, I just can't be bothered to care. Oh, really? You don't care about his person? I I kind of disagree. What, you would watch Seinfeld? I have watched Seinfeld. But you don't watch Seinfeld. No, I watch it pretty frequently with Ben. It's good. It's not my favorite of his work, but it's definitely a good show. Oh, I don't watch Seinfeld, but I do care about his personal life because on Curb, like, it's a show that kind of mirrors, like, his actual life. And I always wonder about, like, his relationships, you know, because obviously, like, he was married to Cheryl on the show, but he's not actually married to Cheryl. And I think it's interesting. He's an interesting man. Yeah, he's like a low-key man. Um, And... I'm happy for him. Know that I am. I wonder if it was like a big wedding, civil ceremony, where Kazi and the other daughter there. I'm just, these are things I would like to know if we could ever get inside the mind of Larry David. Yeah, well, maybe they'll be, um, you know, selling their pictures to Vogue soon so we can get a little sneak peek. I don't get that vibe from Larry. He's too rich for things like that, which I respect. But maybe his wife, like, wants to be in Vogue and... I think that they would have her in Vogue. I don't know. I feel like from watching Curb, I know Larry very well, and I just know that he wouldn't like that, you know? Yeah, but if it's to make his wife happy, I feel like he's a smart man. I don't know. I also feel like Larry might not marry a woman who is, like, obsessed with being in Vogue. I feel like that's just not his type. No, I feel like every woman who, if it's her wedding day and she's, like, you know, looking like a fashionista, wants to be in Vogue. Who would turn that down? I don't know. Larry David would. But it's not up to him. I think it is. I think Ashley Underwood wants it. I think she wants it. Now, are we curious about any relation to Colton Underwood? Because that's where my mind is going. (laughs) My mind goes to Carrie Underwood. Also works. Also works, hopefully not, Frank Underwood. Oh, fictional character. I think we're in the clear. (laughs) Um, So those are the fast life stories that you needed to know, and now you know them. You know what? I'm grateful. I feel like we had a pretty good week of stories. You know, sometimes Zoom episodes, quarantine episodes are not the easiest to put together. But there was a ton of stories going on this week. The developing Morgan Wallen story, baby news. There was good stuff. So thanks, Hollywood, for being interesting this week. For sure. For sure, for sure. Not interesting. We want to recap Kardashians. I did watch both episodes. I was behind one week. Is... um, do you think it's time for the TV recap segment? I, I think it's time because I do want to talk about Kardashians last week and this week because it was mad good. So let's really quickly recap the last week. I thought the episode had like a bunch of plots in it. Um, I just absolutely love watching Kim's work on um, prison reform. I feel like 
you might think it would be like a boring part of the episode, but it's fascinating. I mean, how like the lengths that she goes and like how she just ca- carries like these lists of names of like other prisoners who deserve clemency. And it's just getting to meet the women whose work, whose who has been, who have been directly like benefited by Kim's work is fascinating. And I love the questions that she asks them. Like, what was the first thing you ate? Did you take a bath? Like it was really um, sweet. Like I always, for some, whenever I see Alice Marie Johnson, like I always cry always. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it really is amazing what she's doing and it's so exciting to see it. And you would think that that would be not the most exciting reality TV content, but like, I totally disagree. Even like Kim's, looks for her like all of her different professional things like I just think it's such an interesting side of Kim and it's really where her passions lie Mm -hmm. and I think she's doing such amazing work and actually making things happen and it's so wonderful to watch it's it's really like heartwarming and I remember last season she was doing something similar and that was the episode where they went to McDonald's yes and um did the drive-thru and that was just like the best episode of Kardashians yet until last night's and you know like say what you want about Kim and the Kardashians but I just think like the fact that Kim got into this work um just because like she thought it was important work and she like she never wavered like she's been now on this like you know, path becoming a lawyer for almost two years. She's made so much real change. And she's just like, even people who watch her show who might not know much like myself, like might not know much about like prison reform that needs to be done or like how the system is not good. Like she's just educating a group of people who might not have, you know, ever like learned about prison reform. And I just think, say what you want about her, but I fucking love her so much. And like two weeks ago, that episode like made me love her even more. Yeah, no, I completely and totally agree. And then on top of that, there was the storyline with the tarantulas that was cracking me up. I don't know why, like usually that stuff kind of bothers me, but I found it to be so funny. Like her fear of spiders is so real and North was so cute. Like that was actually crazy that North had a tarantula on her head. No, North is enough. when they like flash back to old scenes of Kim running away from the spiders, it's just this full circle moment. And it shows what a great mom Kim is, that she would, like, allow a tarantula, invite a tarantula into her home. She's an amazing mom. North is a little nut. Like, who the hell wants a tarantula? Um, and I, what was so funny, two things were really funny about that part of the episode. That tarantula handler, Mikey, that they, like, kept bringing in, he was just, like, such a funny, like, low-key guy. Chloe and him were, like, best friends for life. Also, what I didn't like was, like, everyone was like to Kim, like, I, you have to get over your fear of tarantulas. Why? It's not like getting over your fear of the dark. It's like getting over your fear of jumping off a cliff. It's a very rational fear. No, and it's like if you live your life in right, you'll never have to encounter a tarantula. You'll never have to get encounter jumping off a cliff. Like right. it's not something that's necessary for daily life. It's no, not anything that's like hindering. Agree. It's not hindering her life in any way that she doesn't want to hang with tarantulas. No, not at all. Except it is hindering North from getting one. But North shouldn't be getting a tarantula anyways. They have too many pets. Right. Even if Kim could stand tarantulas, like, I don't think she should have one in her home regardless. Like, I don't have, I don't feel like any sort of way about spiders, but I wouldn't want one living at my house. No, I feel a certain way about spiders, and I would literally rather have a snake as a pet than a spider. Oh, I don't know about that, but... Good thing no one's asking me to choose. Um, okay, so then uh, last night's episode was absolutely phenomenal. And before we dive into it, I just want to let everyone know that the recap of last night's episode of Kim Kardashian and her sisters being fabulous and keeping up with the Kardashians is brought to you by Felix Grey Glasses. They are 
are a lot of blue light glasses on the market, but they are not all created equal. Many blue light glasses don't filter enough blue light, especially in the range that matters. Screens produce most blue light at a certain point in the spectrum. Most clear blue light lenses only filter about 2-3% to of that range. But Felix Grey uses a proprietary filtering technology to filter 15 times more blue light in the same range. Felix Grey glasses filter out 90% of blue light in most damaging range, and they eliminate 99% of glare through, mo- through a proprietary industry-leading lens technology, and it is only available, available with Felix Grey glasses. Their frames are hand-finished from durable, super-lightweight Italian acetate. You can order online. The glasses will ship directly to you with a hard case and a lens cloth included. Lens cloth is just worth its weight in gold. Like, what a fabulous product, just have to say. Um, you can yeah. try them for 30 days, totally risk-free. If your screens aren't easier on the eyes, send them back for a full refund. I have now been wearing blue light glasses before bed for almost a year, and it has made such a difference in my migraines, in uh, the length that it takes me to fall asleep. It's just something I didn't know that was hurting me because I'm constantly on my phone, on my computer, watching TV all before bed, which is fabulous for me, but not for my eyes. So wearing blue light glasses from Felix Grey, really helps protect my eyes, protect my head, and helps me fall asleep, which is really all I care about. Because if my sleep is being disrupted, I'm not, I'm not happy. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash toast for the absolute best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash toast. Shipping and returns are totally free at Felix Gray. felixgrayglasses.com slash toast. So let's talk about Kardashians. It was such a good episode. It was so good for many reasons. One, because they were all under one roof. Two, unfortunately, when an episode is really good, it usually involves a fight. And we've had really good fight episodes with like the older sisters, but we've never had a Kendall and Kylie fight. And that was really wild to see. And we never get to see Kylie. So seeing Kylie in her element, just like being like the young, loose chick, like she's like wants to get loose and have a couple drinks. Like that was just fascinating. And I love her relationship with Corey. Yeah, no, their dynamic of who's into what is very interesting. Like obviously Kylie and Chloe like to go out and party and drink. Kim yes. has never been a, a huge partier, but I think like she dabbles when the mood is right. And then Courtney and Kendall are very like chill homebodies, like partying averse these days so it was an interesting episode to see the dynamics and of course like in this fight Kylie versus Kendall like I'm completely and totally on Kylie's side me too not only because I absolutely love her but because Kendall was wrong misrepresented the fight when she got into the next car and was being just like a downer all night like the fact that she didn't go into the club and instead she slept in the car she wore a sweatshirt to dinner when she wasn't pleased with her original outfit that looked like a lunch outfit she said but was more dressed up than a sweatshirt like just her vibe was off-putting yes no she was being a true misery in the entire episode and I don't know what happened in the car and I'm sure we'll find out more I don't know like whose side I could be on because I don't know what happened but to be honest like I have no interest in being on Kendall's side she was just in a miserable mood the whole weekend like like what are you so miserable about your life is amazing okay like first of all if Kylie was wearing the outfit that Courtney was supposed to be saving for Kendall why wasn't Kendall mad at Courtney she was just mad at Kylie and she was like everyone bows down to Kylie Kylie doesn't fucking know that this outfit belonged to you but Courtney did and Courtney still gave it to Kylie so why aren't you mad at Courtney no but Courtney and Kendall had a conversation oh I don't have something to wear and and Courtney said, oh, you can come borrow something of mine. And then Kylie got to Courtney's place first and found that outfit first. Like, Kylie, Kendall didn't have any claim on it. And so she just, like, had claim over Courtney's entire closet. And also, like, these people, 
have so many stylists like bring so much with them on vacation and they literally didn't bring more than a t-shirt like I actually don't understand how that happened like that they probably got like a plane for this and they didn't have an outfit it's so crazy the strangest part also oh you go when they were fighting in the car what happened was Kendall it's so confusing yes I can't Kendall asks, like, so you're going to drop me off at my house. And it's clear that Kendall lives in the city and Kylie lives in Hidden Hills, Calabasas, whatever. And Kylie was like, no, I'm, I'm not driving through the city because, like, I guess Kendall would be dropped off first in that case. And then Corey asked her, do you want us to get you another car? That way you could go straight to your house. Which I when didn't think Kendall was a big deal got, at all. But she was like, you would put me in another no, car alone. no. And so he asked her, do you want another car? When Kendall got into the car with the girls and was telling them what happened, she said, Corey said she needed to get another car, that they weren't going to take, like, as if they weren't going to take her, that he was kicking her out of their car, which is not what happened. He was just trying to, like, make it easier because clearly no one wanted to drop off anyone else. So I just think that it's always, it's always like a perception thing with fights. I mean, in the real world, too, like... You yes. hear something, in, like someone could say something, and, and you hear it goes in one ear, gets jumbled around, and then out the other one. And I think that's what's happening here is, like, Kendall just has this, like, persecution complex. And, and I kind of understand, because, like, literally Kylie is so fabulous. When she got to the house, like, the whole house turned up. Like, yeah. The night before Kylie got there, it was, like, sad game night. Yeah. Kylie gets there, and it's, like, the time of our lives. I remember we reported on that night on the show. Yes. Because we had been watching it on their Snapchats and Instagrams, and we were like, this looks like the best night ever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's the Kylie effect. And everyone wants to hang out with Kylie and be with Kylie because she's so fun. And so, like, even the way Corey, like, Corey, Kylie is obviously Corey's favorite. Yeah. And Chris's favorite, we know. So, like, Kylie is just everyone's favorite. I understand why Kendall would be jealous of that. But, like, the the answer isn't to go more into your shell and be mean to everyone. Like, yeah. Maybe, and I didn't appreciate... Maybe try having a good time. I didn't appreciate Kendall just throwing Corey under the bus when, like, Corey was probably just trying to help. Like, Corey's just trying to... Just trying to survive. Like, it's so interesting how he literally says, like, when we're all playing family games, like, I literally just don't say anything because I don't want to get anything I say misconstrued and then put Chris in a bad place. Like, he just so looks out for Chris. He just wants to be, like, a peaceful part of the family. He got caught in this fight. I'm sure he didn't really... I don't believe that he said, fuck you to Kendall. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't. Um, and I just don't like that he's being thrown I don't the bus. because of the way she misrepresented the fight when she got in the... I, I don't, sorry, I don't believe her because of the way she misrepresented the fight when she got in the car. It makes me feel like she didn't hear everything in the exact way that it actually came out. But you know? did the rest, the older girls and Chris, they picked up Kendall on the side of the road. Did they kick her out of the car? Yeah, I guess so. They went to a gas station so Kylie could pee. They got into like a physical fight while everyone was on FaceTime and heard it. And then they left Kendall at the gas station, I, I guess knowing that they were coming to get her. I mean, but still, that's crazy. Like, first of all, you can't really leave, like, your young sister at a gas station in the middle of the night, but also, like, your incredibly famous sister. That, when it comes to the actual fight, I don't know where I stand, because I don't know enough about, like, who did what? Who kicked who first? Like, who said what? Who dropped who? But I just, I can't imagine that Kendall was... 100% right because she was being such a misery the whole weekend before that and then the whole sleeping in the car thing was so bizarre and just very very strange so bizarre also because we know that um Kendall spent the house at the night at the house the night before so like she could have slept in she lounged by the pool all day like what is she so tired that she can't go to a fabulous drag show and just sit there and watch something like no right. one's asking Kylie her, was like, the one who got there at 7 a.m. Yeah, who must have woken up at 5 a.m. and, like, 
kept going all night. And I understand you can be a tired person, but, like, that's really extreme. To sleep in the car during a drag show that probably started at, like, 8, 9 o'clock. That you can't yeah. even be there for that. Like, I, I no wonder, like, no one wants to hang out with her. Oh, no, 100%. Like, it was so bizarre, such strange behavior. Like, just really, like, spoiled, entitled bratty behavior um major shout out to the kardashians for uh the violet tchotchke moment she's like a she won drag race she was the um brunette really tall skinny drag queen who was on stage she's everything of the absolute sort and i just love that she was on keeping up with the kardashians like i'm so happy for you violet like congrats um but other than that no that was an iconic scene wait also i just wanted to say one more thing about Kendall oh this is something that she does a lot whenever there's a group trip and I remember she did it like when they went to like Sage Barts or whatever and she's like I'm so looking forward to spending time with Kylie Kylie and then Kylie brought Tyga and like Kendall spends the whole trip like complaining like I wanted to spend time with you Kylie I never see you Mm -hmm. so like last night like in the episode last night like she had an opportunity to spend time with Kylie and like she can't stand her so she's always like in her interviews being like I really wanted to spend some time with Kylie Cut to spending time with Kylie. Sleeping in the car. Sleeping in the car. That is such a brilliant observation because the person she was being in her interviews last night, I'm like, this is not you in Palm Springs. In Palm Springs, you were in a foul moon and you didn't want to be with anyone. So why are you trying to make it seem like you're trying to be interested in getting good quality family time? Because that's not what this was about. This was not what Rome was about. Which is totally just damn Kendall. Yeah. And if this was the first time that she like put like played this card I wouldn't have noticed it but it's actually the second or third time where she's like I really wanted to spend time with Kylie and then hates every minute of spending time with Kylie no it's such a brilliant observation you're an actual genius um okay now that's all I had to say on that me too it was an amazing episode um and I think that's our show anything else you want to say Jax before I wrap this baby up no um do you want to talk about any more about Mad Men well I'm in a transitional period right now so I think maybe I'll give it the weekend and then I'll recap more on Monday I just love it so much justice for Joan I can't believe that like this is the guy she ended up with like everyone in the world wanted her she thought she was getting like a fabulous cardiothoracic surgeon and now he's like a loser doctor in the army and he works in an ER and he's so mean to her and I just like love her so much I'm so glad she went back to work like when she was working at that dress store and Pete Campbell came in to like get a dress fixed and it was her. Like, my heart broke. Like, she's just a powerful woman who deserves better. And she's really getting up there with one of my favorite characters. Love Roger Sterling. I just love everyone. Like, I love everyone except for Penny. Peggy. Oh, right. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going back to watch A Place to Call Home. It's available on the Acorn app. And, you guys, it's one of the most meaningful shows I've ever watched in my life. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. There's no other show like it that, like, I could even compare it to. So... If you know, you know, and if you don't, maybe give it a shot. I'm warning you, though, it's, it's, you're going to be, like, confounded as to why I'm watching it, but then you'll get it. Um, everyone, have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Have, just, have a great weekend. Stay sane. That's all we can ask, but thank you so much for <laughs> listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every morning, usually on YouTube, so if you're ever watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found, so it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, CastBox, all the places. We're now on Amazon Music, so wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you guys have an amazing weekend and you have joined, enjoyed these podcast episodes. We are back next week with another week of just podcasts, so make sure you're subscribed. And that's it. Have a great, amazing, wonderful, spectacular weekend. Have a good one. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.